The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Friday. It is Friday, January 19th, and today is National Popcorn Day. And according to Ingrid in the chat, today is also very happy birthday to Miss Dolly Parton. That's right, Miss Dolly Parton, Dollywood. But thank you for joining. What's that? Top heavy. Top heavy? Is that what you said? Dolly Parton. Uh huh. Also true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all, all that's true. Top heavy, yes. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And on our very own website. That's right, www.hyatnightnews.com. But kicking it off today, that's right, we have the Dope Dad himself, who is up in the Central Valley, up there in Fresno, where no one goes. That's right, he is the Dope Dad himself. It is Rico Meat. Uh, thank you, Jason. I'm out here in uh, beautiful Fres, yes. Fres, yes. And uh, I got a uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a feel good Friday story for you. I'm trying to get through it really quickly because there's a lot to it. You can always uh, check out the full version of the story at hiatnightnews.com. All right, so story uh, today's from uh, South Florida Sun, Sentinel Silas Morgan, a bit of good news for once coming out of the Sunshine State. 27-year-old Michael Anthony Nelson of Crystal River, Florida was arrested December 2020, I mean, December 2020, on a drug-related charge after Citrus County Sheriff's Office seized 28.9 pounds of marijuana from his residence in Hernando during a search with a warrant, uh, according to court records. A confidential informant previously twice purchased marijuana from Nelson before arranging third buy. The CI never arrived to collect, but the police did. Nelson was charged with four felonies, including trafficking and cannabis, um, plus a misdemeanor. He ultimately pleaded no contest. None of the charges was related to guns. During his sentencing in February 2022, um, two years later, prosecutors sought a sentence of 87 months on two of the charges from Circuit Judge Richard Howard. 
remember that name, Judge Richard Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, the sentences for the other charges were to be served concurrently. Nelson apologized to his mother and judge and um, said that he agreed to sell marijuana to raise money to invest in real estate and pay for renovations of home. I did it all out of impatience and greed. I'm a bit of an opportunist, and sometimes it works to my advantage. Sometimes it bites me in the, you know, rear. So a little bit of context here. This is December 2020, middle of the pandemic. The whole world's flipped upside down, and Donald Trump is a mere weeks away from inciting a riot at the nation's capital in a oh. failed attempt to steal the election. He legally and lawfully lost. Stop there. This brother saw an opportunity in the midst of chaos while Rome was literally burning all around him. He shot a shot. And he missed. I blame capitalism and Jason Beck for this one. <laughs> but, the, uh, but there was a lie that we were all sold on this American dream, and he got caught up in it. Back to the story. According to the appeals ruling, prosecutors at the hearing displayed two photos of firearms legally owned by Nelson that were found in Nelson's residence during the arrest as part of their agreement. The guns included a small Ruger pistol and an assault-style rifle, both legal in Florida. Prosecutors mentioned a potential murder months prior, possibly linked in their closing statements. Prosecutors mentioned um, a potential murder months prior, possibly linked to the sale of marijuana without explicitly stating Nelson's name as being involved in that. Why would they even bring that up? I know why. Because they were colluding with a crooked-ass judge attempting to put yet yet another human being under the jail for a nonviolent cannabis crime. After sentencing Nelson, Judge Howard brought the photos of the guns back up in a statement that made absolutely no sense, given the case had nothing to do with guns and those posted in the photo were all owned legally. Here's what the judge, what Judge Howard said. And what hurts you the most, Mr. Nelson, was the photograph of those guns. They did not charge with those. I did not take that into account but why did you do this? I do not know. Nelson appealed the case the following month, and on Friday, today, a panel of three appellate, or excuse me, uh, last Friday, a panel of three appellate judges in Daytona Beach, Jordan Pratt, Eric Ensnagle, um, and John Harris ruled Nelson's rights to due process had been violated during his sentencing when the trial uh, had taken Nelson's ownership of firearms into consideration especially considering the fact that Nelson had not been charged with a firearms-related offense and had been exercising his protected Second Amendment right as a lawful gun owner. Take a round of applause for that, Adam, please. The appeals judges wrote, if due process prohibits a trial court from relying on uncharged and unproven crimes when pronouncing a sentence, it prohibits the trial court from relying on the lawful exercise of a constitutional right. The panel found that the prosecutors had been unable to prove that Howard had not partially relied on Nelson's gun ownership in pronouncing his sentence, given the judge's remarks. The panel threw out Nelson's sentence and directed the chief judge to reassign the case to a different judge for a new sentencing. The new judge has not been assigned, but when uh, he is resentenced, the time he has already served in prison will be deducted from the new sentence. He was placed in jail immediately following the sentencing back in February 2022. It's currently incarcerated at Putnam Correctional Institution in Palatka, uh, where he was transferred April 2022, the day after his 29th birthday. 
But what this judge and these prosecutors did was unfortunately a story all too common. And the truth is he never got to appeal this shit. He never would have gotten to appeal this shit in a blue state. Think about that. I've never been much of a Florida, uh, a fan of Florida politics, even though Floridians do have some of the most Second Amendment friendly laws in the nation. Uh, law enforcement protecting citizens of color's access to said rights over the years has been sporadic and best. But a broken clock is right two times a day, and I got to give props when they are deserved. It was two years too late, and now we're at that four-year mark. Florida got this one right. Even though he's still behind bars, this young man gets a second chance to fight for his freedom in a state much more politically supportive of cannabis than it was four years ago. You know, everybody, you know, besides me, Ball Ron. But um, I wish... You the absolute best of luck, Mr. Nelson. The four years that you and your family have had to suffer already for a nonviolent cannabis crime is more than anyone should have to. I'm Regal to meet the dopest dad on the street for Hide Nine News, the cannabis industry's number one daily shoot news show. Love to hear everybody else's thoughts on this one. Man, so so is the reason that the that the guns weren't allowed to be admissible in court, is that because the CI never came up to pick up the money? No, the guns had nothing to do with the case. Because the guns had absolutely nothing to do with the case. Okay, all right, okay. I was nothing at all. Okay, nothing. And so, so basically, basically, they 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 arrest him, they charge him, whatnot, and then they find the guns. Yeah. And but they don't, they don't, they don't add any firearms charges or any homicide charges or any. No, there's no reason for them for them to even bring him up. They were just trying at all, and they brought him up like that in closing remarks. Yeah. Mm Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like, to, I'm surprised to, to paint him as a violent person. I'm surprised his lawyer didn't motion to uh, to have that strike from the record. Well, the whole sentencing was thrown out. They can't use that at all. They're about to. They're about to go back to trial and fight for it again. This is going to be interesting. Super, super interesting. What do you think Very, about this, Dale? Especially with the political climate right now, too. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Dale? I share your sentiments about Florida, having lived there for a full decade, my formative years. Um, I, you know, I agree. I, I've never understood why uh, Second Amendment rights were not fought harder um, for cannabis consumers. It basically just put a target on our back. And unfortunately, law enforcement has actually participated in perpetrating placing that target uh, back once upon a time when credit cards were not a problem. And the local sheriff said, oh, you're not allowed to take credit cards anymore, and then immediately went on the news and said, look at all these poor, helpless patients walking around with cash or weed. And then suddenly, robberies and burglaries went up, and then he pointed to all of the extra crime around cannabis. Uh, it, 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 the, I'm glad that, that the conversation's out there, and I think that in, in the next—I mean, if we reschedule, it actually solves the problem, reschedule or deschedule. It's one of those either— or that uh, just because we lawfully in our state consume cannabis that we can't lawfully protect our family. I, I also agree that Florida uh, takes it a bit too far on the stand your ground and also chase after them if you think they look suspicious and shoot them dead, and that's okay too. Um, interpretation of those laws, uh, especially if you tend to be darker than me. Um, so I'll just call that out, out loud. Back to you, yep. Rico. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Florida's gun laws. I think they're fantastic. Pow, it's pow, just pow. Yeah, they're great. You can do whatever you want. Like you know what, if you're white. 
Why is it that all the people that want the guns won't let the guns in their meetings, but they can bring them into my school meetings? That's not okay I have, with me. I have, I have no That's problem. Hypocritical. I have no problem. I have no problem having guns in school meetings. I have, have no problem having guns It's everywhere. hypocritical at best that they won't allow it into the RNC or any of those. Like, I'm just calling your bullshit out on that they're, one. They're, I, 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 th I think they should. I, I, think, <laughs> I think they should have guns there, too. I mean, there, there's plenty of, there's plenty of uh, security and uh, armed law enforcement and whatnot. Why do we need guns? Yeah. I, I, I think I think we do need guns at school. Personally, I think I, I think we do. Yeah, I think they we need did. To train. The good guys with the guns did such a great job in Uvalde, didn't they? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go yeah. on mute now. Thank it's you. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's no, all good. No, you're right on that, Dale. I got you back on that mm -hmm. one, Dale. And those right, were kids of color, and I'm just gonna call that out too. Mm -hmm. I'm just pissed yep. that it was a, a poor community school, predominantly kids of color that they just sat outside while the parents were getting arrested for trying to run in and save their own children. It is that is abhorrent. I, I the gun laws in this country are fucked up at best. I agree, I agree with what, what, what you're yep. saying on that. The, 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 good, the good guys with guns, the good guys with guns did not, did not protect the children. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys on that, 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 that those guys are, are, are a d disgrace uh, to the community in regards for not, for not, uh, for not going in and, and then going after parents that, that are going in. I, I agree with all you guys on that. I'm a hundred percent on that. I still think that uh, places would be safer uh, if, if if we, we didn't had, have semi-automatic weapons walking around. And I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that semi-automatic weapons are the problem. Semi-automatic weapons around yet? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with semi-automatic waiting weapons. period. Maybe. Um, I, I, I think, mean, I think, I think we should have mental health checks. I think, I think that would probably be the biggest, the big, the biggest starter in regards to that is have a mental health check. I'm, I'm totally. I'll say this last thing at the end. Oh yeah. You can't yell fire in a theater. Under the First Amendment, you shouldn't be able to walk into an elementary school with a semi-automatic uh, semi weapon when you're 18 years old. I just, I'm sorry, there's got to be guardrails somewhere here. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't say that you should be 18 years old and walk in with semi-automatic. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that that whatever is the security patrol for for that school and is going to be guarding the school and ensuring the safety of the children, I think, I think they should be able to have whatever whatever weapons that they want. That's all I'm saying. Too many schools aren't hardened like that, Jason. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. It's all good. You got any thoughts on this, Dr. T? Um, <laughs> I think you've been seeing me nod my head when Dale uh, speaks. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't need a gun in school. I, I don't know why you do. Uh, if, if, if people need to bring guns in school, there's a much bigger problem. And that, it's not that the guns are going to solve that problem. I, uh, uh, so let's really focus on the problem rather than just adding to the problem by bringing more guns to the school. That, that, that's fair, but, but there, there's, there's always been guns in school. I mean, kids had guns in school when I was in school. Kids were toting guns at school. Just because there's always been guns in school doesn't mean... When you and I were in school, Jason, this they, we still had the the assault weapons ban going on. It was safer. We were still ducking and covering for for like freaking uh, hurricanes where I grew up. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, my six year old is doing fucking gun drills at her elementary school. Like this this mm -hmm. this is about this is about. I mean, I realize this is about safe access, and and a lot of these conversations cross over about prohibition, you know. But we're not selling cannabis 
to 13 year olds out of dispensaries either. There's just well, you know, you know who I actually hard. blame. You know who I actually blame for this more than more than the actual guns, Dale. In in all honesty and seriousness, is I blame the pharmaceutical industry with all of these intoxicating substances and and whatnot, like the Zolofs and all of these different antidepressants that they're putting all of our kids on. That that a lot of these kids that do these types of shootings are all are wouldn't all be able to on. do that many deaths in 30 seconds uh, if they didn't have a semi-automatic yeah. weapon that could shoot that many rounds that fast with with bump stops and uh, bump stocks and extra freaking i mean like i'm sorry you can have mental issues and two or three people with a revolver instead of 30 people in under a minute like there's just a whole other level of death and destruction with availability to these things and i wouldn't want availability of dangerous drugs that have the effective dose so close to the deadly dose either and that's what you're talking about with like ramping up with all of the this the accidental deaths and suicides there's there is a no no I, I believe a number of those I believe a number of those school shooters Dale I believe a num- I believe a number of those school shooters are all are, are all on these mental illness drugs and whatnot and I believe that that's a big cause that that the pharmaceutical industry is trying to cover up um, because none of these kids get any type of uh, we agree. Yeah. we agree and on that, we're going to go to and commercial. And we're going to be now right back. Walk in because they are outgunned by the 18-year-old or the the 14-year-old whose yeah. parents bought him a gun. And we're going to go to a commercial. And we're going to be right back. Hey, Dale. It- <laughs> oh man, that was weird. Hey, you America. Do I look like Sean Connery? <laughs> Good morning, America. Saman Razani coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California with the one and only highest host, Mr. Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast? You can find it on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. No excuses in 2024. If you haven't checked us out, check it out now. And also, check out what the Prophet is doing in 2024. Uh, he, he blames Canada. Uh, yeah. He is known for smoking the best weed in the world. But also, he's full of excuses in 2024. Come to the stop stage it. next. Y'all know who it is. Jason Beck. Stop it. Stop it. You, you guys are so funny. I have no excuses. Just solutions, you guys. Just solutions. But uh, seeing as how we have, ha- have two doctors on the show today, and we have mrs jones a mother on the show today i thought this story would be appropriate and the full story you can read on our website at www.hyatt9news.com but what does medical marijuana actually do to a fetus you guys the arizona department of child safety says it will no longer investigate reports of newborns who test positive for marijuana as long as their parent has a medical marijuana card. The move came after an appeals court ruled in favor of a mother who used medical marijuana during pregnancy to curb severe nausea and vomiting. The decision said that kind of cannabis use is protected under Arizona's medical marijuana law because it's under a doctor's advice. So what does marijuana use do to a fetus? And how often do doctors in the Valley see uh, see use during pregnancy and so for more on that uh this uh this reporter from uh k out in uh 
out in Arizona and talks with this doctor, Dr. Krista Labrizio, um, a doctor specializing in addiction, addiction on, medicine on, 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 on. at hey, Banner Jiz? Health. Yeah, Jizz, Jizz, J. Z Z Z or something. K K Jizz. K Jizz. K Jizz. Yeah. K Jizz. There we go. K Jizz out in Arizona. Shout out to K Jizz. So Krista Labrusto, she says, or uh, Labruzzo, who is the, the doctor, she says, you know, this has been something that I felt um, like I have been doing very long and something we've been studying. And it's changed over time, too, because as you see, marijuana use used to be mostly in leaf form. It used to be mostly smoked. And now we kind of have legalization where we have the component of THC or tetrahydrocannabidiol, which is that kind of active component. So so we see much higher potency now, and so the studies we have had from the 80s don't necessarily correlate with the potency that we're seeing right now. So there are a couple of studies that are kind of that 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 are okay to look at um okay any female with marijuana use during pregnancy chronic what do you, what do we see that happens with fetuses and then later on with newborn and childhood and adolescence and she says well what do we see is is we 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 like have this natural endocannabinoid system in our body it is what it is called so we naturally have a system that is very similar to thc so we get concerned when we have have that natural system what happens when we give it ex, ex, ex exogenous thc and what does that look like because not only um, is that is is it part of our immune system? It is part of an implementation. It is part of a pregnancy. It's part of a fetal development. She says. She also says. So so what I see in a couple of these studies, we we do have from you know roughly the two thousand studies, um, we see that that risk to baby in general, low birth weight, that they may have NICU stays, and they may be more stimulated, meaning more uh, reactive to light, and just you know a little bit more fussy just because of a withdrawal-like state. We also see that young kiddos, even a young age, um, will have uh, decreased verbal skills and that adolescents are more likely to develop ADHD or issues um, with executive function and problems with substance use. So there are some things that we're seeing, but again, there's many... Uh, Con, con, confounds, meaning some of the mothers used other substances. Maybe there's low uh, Sicario economic status, which uh, is hard to get into programs and things like that. So there are other confounds, but there's definitely concern. Laura Glinger says, so I mean, I have been pregnant and I know that that like most Mostly what happens is you have lots of things that you have not been uh, that, that you have not been able to study during pregnancy. So they will say, we don't really know. So don't do it or don't use it. Don't take that medicine because we don't really know. It sounds like this sort of uh, falls in that category. Why is it so difficult uh, to have this studied? And so Labrizio responds, it's difficult because if you think about it, we, we can't do randomized clinical trials. 
trials. If there is risk that we are aware of, which, uh, which look at the longitudinal, uh, longitudinal studies, it's unethical to be like to tell someone, okay, you're going to smoke marijuana and you're not. And to have that uh, potential of having these issues with, 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 with the fetus or with a newborn. And so we have to look longitudinally and a lot of times it's it's retrospective meaning you know we're we're asking moms to look back at in pregnancy tell us how much they were using or smoking uh were, were they using anything else and sometimes you know looking back we're just not as confident or you know it's just not correct you don't remember everything and so it becomes a little difficult for that kind to kind of look into those types of details uh gillinger says uh so how do we know how common it is that a pregnant person will be prescribed even something like medical marijuana to treat something like morning sickness i know that exists right and the bruzio says yes it does and you know here in the valley i would say it's very uncommon i have not seen it any any prescriber and that that's only because we do have medications for morning sickness that are safer, that we know are safer. So it should be very rare, and we just um, and we also just don't have good data that says, "Hey, does this actually help?" What's what the risk ben, uh, risk versus benefit here for people? I I will say anecdotally, there are studies that say pregnant women say marijuana use does help their morning sickness, but we just don't have great data that kind of that that shows the objective data whether we do have less vomiting, whether we do have less hypermesis, and that kind of thing. Since we do have some some safe medications, those are font, those are the first line definitely. And this thing, this this article goes on and on and on with questions, and you can read read it all on our website at www.hyanine.news.com. But in the essence of time, I'd really love to hear what the doctors have to say and the moms have to say about this. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think? And the dads, well, I think we do have dads dad in here too. Well, the, the dads Definitely. weren't dads weren't referenced in the article, Rico. So you got you got, got left out on that one. We definitely do have have some uh, data. Melanie Dreher uh, did a study in Jamaica. Um, it, it was a 10-year study. It got canceled after five years because she reported um, bene benefits uh, mm -hmm. versus harm, and she regretted that greatly to that day. She's like, I probably could have reported differently. I was just so excited about it. And then because we remember that, that Congress made the law that— the ONDCP, by extension, NIDA, have to do anything within its power to not allow it to be legalized. So it's allowed to fund studies to show harm, not benefits. Mm -hmm. um, I do agree that that, that was different. Uh, th th these were root, root daughters, um, you know, ganja mm -hmm. moms. We're talking about like pinner joints that none of you would. Um, <laughs> you're not necessarily going to puff and pass, uh, but some of them smoked, you know, up to 70 pinner joints a day. Uh, and in 12 of the 14 indicators, uh, the children of the root daughters actually, uh, showed a higher, um, indicators, uh, across the board. So I think that the problem here is that the only children we test are the ones whose parents got caught. So there's there's no comparison of how kids do otherwise out in the wild. Um, and 
I, I also just want to point out real quick, the drugs that they prescribe to moms. Okay, the drugs that I took that were prescribed to me, I still see on cable news with the commercial saying that I should call and sue those companies because it does cause birth defects. It was never tested on children or women, and it was often prescribed off off um, label. Benedictin is the one drug that was widely used for the treatment of nausea and vomiting until 1983. It was yanked. Uh, FDA um, discontinued it because of lawsuits alleging that it caused uh, congenital problems. Um, but it continued to be used in Canada. And so the FDA just a couple years ago, or actually it would have been about seven years ago, uh, agreed uh, to make it legal again here in the U.S. in time for my third pregnancy. The pill didn't work. It didn't do a goddamn thing. And can I tell you how easy it is to keep a pill down when you can't keep water down? Yeah, so not helpful um, at all. You can inhale cannabis. You cannot inhale Benedictine. Um, but I just really want to shout out, look, first, hit of hope that a mom in Arizona was not just automatically, you are an abuser, a neglector of your child, and the child is suddenly removed and, and put in foster care, because mm -hmm. that is the most detrimental thing to, to separate baby from mom, especially newborn, is detrimental to bonding. It's detrimental for the rest of that child's life. The most dangerous thing for that baby is, is just being caught with marijuana in its system. Mm -hmm. And so that we're finally acknowledging this, However, moms, pregnant women, people who love pregnant women, this doesn't mean it's okay to go tell your doctor. There are mandatory reporting requirements in every state. You're still going to go have to prove it on the other side, and it's going to be rough between now and then. So you have to be really careful about who you tell and who you share your cannabis consumption with. And with pregnancy, you're supposed to avoid all extra things. Eat healthy food. Drink lots of water. Don't drink soda. Don't take recreational drugs. In this case, you take enough to stop puking your guts out and stop. Mm -hmm. Like the, these pregnant moms aren't like, give me as far as I can. Like, you know, I wouldn't take cold medicine when I was pregnant. We're not just looking to get high. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're looking to get better. And, and I'm just grateful that we're finally this is a glimmer of hope. Uh, Dr. Talleyrand, I noticed I noticed in there that they that they that the doctor in Arizona is makes the statement that, uh, well, you know, the stuff that we have works better and we don't have enough knowledge to know if cannabis works to me. To me, that seems like a very hypocritical statement that she's willing to put her it's medical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's that she's willing to say, hey, you know, uh, you probably shouldn't use it and we have better things to do. But yet we don't have any data to show whether or not this could be better or not. And and so it's very contradictory in, in the statement. What do you have to say about that, Dr. T? I agree, Jason. That's a great uh, observation. Uh, she contradicted herself there. Uh, you know, the, first of all, as a public service announcement, if you're having aches, aches and pains in third trimester, please do not use ibuprofen. It's, it's dangerous for the pregnancy. Um, and the ibuprofen, by the way, is available for anyone to pick up um, in over the counter. The store over the counter. Mm -hmm. um, so just be, yes, ibuprofen, Advil. Don't use Advil in pregnancy. Um, and uh, uh, um, so, you know, this is the contradiction in our medical environment. We've been told a lot of negative things about cannabis because we don't have information. We prejudge. Um, and um, that's, these are the responses that you get. Um, but, you know, uh, 
uh, let's uh, give Arizona a pat on the back for um, you know creating the slots. It's pretty progressive. You yeah. know, uh, absolutely great that they yeah. just took cannabis out of the equation here. I think this is fantastic for parents uh, in, in Arizona, and hopefully this will transcend into, into other states as well um, because it, it, it is shameful. I, I agree with you 100%, Dale. It's terrible for uh, for them to be taking uh, babies away, away from their parents. It's, it, it, it's a shame, crying shame. You have anything to say about this, Dope Dad? Making sure that we include our dads. Hell yeah. I'm the first one who brought this story up about a month and a half ago, fool. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I said. And the dope dads. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes two to tango. It takes two to create a, uh, to create a life. And um, in these unprecedented times, um, unfortunately, that's a huge issue that a lot of women are going to have to make that choice about this mm-hmm. election coming up. You know, are you going to be pro-woman's rights? There's two choices there. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, my, well, my opinion. Yeah, go for it, Doctor Mark. Well, my, go for it, one hundred percent. It's already been proven that there's there's cannabinoids in mother's milk. You know, there's lots of advantages to mother's milk, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It, it tastes good. I, I wouldn't know that by. <laughs> it does come in the best containers, that's for sure, Doctor Mark. Uh, but but so 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 the the fact of the suckling response of the infant is due to a uh, endocannabinoid uh, triggered response. So, mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, that's, been, that's been proven. That's been proven. So, so anything that helps, and yeah, well, it, it, it's basically, it's part of, you know, our, the makeup of our chemistry. And in the transition of of taking a kid from mother's milk to solid food, yeah, I mean, they get a fair dose of endocannabinoids in that mother's milk. So you can't really say that, well, you know, compounds that are acting on the cannabinoid receptors are bad for either mother or baby because it's naturally already happening, folks. So. Yeah, it's chemically the same. The endocannabinoid the mother produces and the phytocannabinoid from the plant. Uh, when they did a, a, a mouse study, they removed the receptors from the mice and those little babies died. They had no desire, no will to eat. Now, this actually triggered a lot of pharmaceutical companies to get very excited because like, oh, lose your will to eat, diet pills. and so those diet pills, I remember one was called Ramonabant, I believe. Um, they yeah. were approved in Europe, but not the U.S. Well, that whole will to live, uh, that that part of our receptor system, the will to the will to eat is attached to the will to live. Um, and a lot of folks died by suicide uh, after getting slim and beautiful uh, because they just didn't care anymore about anything. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's we don't. This is a universal system. We don't understand the universe, nor do we understand the system. On and on that, we got to go to we got to go right on into Dr. Gene Talleyrand. He's the founder of the CESC and the creator of Medican, where you can get your medical recommendations online or even in person if you're out there in the Bay Area. That's right. It is none other than Dr. Gene Talleyrand. Happy Friday, everyone! Thanks, Jason. Um, so I was listening to Hyatt Nine yesterday, uh, and, and several correspondents commented on cannabis research. 
Uh, I heard we've been using cannabis for thousands of years, or why do we need more research? Uh, maybe some of us have forgotten about the little girl, Charlotte, and how she regained her life using type 3 CBD cannabis. Um, it was going to be thrown away by the growers. As we debate about what good cannabis is and what it isn't, we forget that not everyone wants to get high. Some people just want to feel better. For these people, it's not about good weed or bad weed. It's about less pain or less seizures. Let's remember that not all cannabis users are stoners. My headline today is from a peer-reviewed scientific publication called the Journal of Endometriosis and Uterine Disorders. Efficacy and usability of cannabidiol, tampon, for the relief of primary dysmenorrhea, which means really bad menstrual cramps. Scientists from the UK and Bulgaria developed a CBD-infused tampon, recognizing the potential benefits of cannabinoids in gynecologic pain management. Menstrual cramps are a common gynecologic ailment, affecting 50 to 90% of adolescent females. The primary treatment for cramps is high doses of anti-inflammatory drugs, which can lead to acute kidney damage, dysregulation of the gut microbiome, gastric irritation, ulcers, and bleeding with hospital admission to intensive care or potential death. Innovations in the treatment of gynecological pain have been limited until now. The endocannabinoid system includes CB1 and CB2 receptors, which are find in, found in wide, wide distribution throughout uterine tissue. In a previous publication, Dr. Ethan Russo suggests that a targeted approach to uterine endocannabinoid receptors may be effective in relieving menstrual cramps without the side effects of traditional drugs. In a randomized, single-blinded, placebo-controlled, non-interventional study, 63 participants using the CBD tampon, or a placebo, self-reported their menstrual pain after three cycles. Compared to placebo, the CBD-infused tampon significantly reduced the pain, reduced pain in the first and third cycle. Less than 5% experienced tampon-related irritation, and between 37 and 40% reported improvement in vaginal dryness. So I'm concerned about the cannabis industry and its complaints about high taxes or the illegal market. I also think about science and research and how it answers many of the industry's concerns. However, I don't think California truly has a medical cannabis dispensary that actually caters to patients. Cannabis products like this are usually tucked away in a corner and the staff has a poor understanding of their dosage or efficacy. Yet, they certainly know which products make them high. Weed is for stoners, and cannabis is for people. A CBD-infused tampon has just been proven to work for more than half of the adolescent female population. Will your medical cannabis dispensary have this product? Are products like this what saves the industry from its myopic perspective of THC? What do you think? This is Dr. Jean Talleyrand with High Nine News. Wow. My mind is blown right now. Mind is blown. I've always been a fan of putting the cannabis as close to the pain as possible. So I, I'm... I'm a fan of of the fact that you're also just bringing up common issues for women that are often awkward for men to talk about. So more power to you, Dr. T. 
tea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think from uh, an industry covered. perspective, if you want to if you want to sell products and make money, why are you not selling products and make money to you know over half of a of a demographic? You know, you're, you're, well, the folks are losing out because they we just tend to buy. You know, I, I, we I, buy for our men too. So it's uh yeah. I, I <laughs> wonder. Purchase. I wonder. I wonder, Doctor T. I wonder if part of the problem is 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 the fact of our labeling requirements and how we're not able to to advertise these products as far as being uh, helpers. You know, all we can say is uh, it's been known to help with people with these things, as opposed to saying, hey, you know what, uh, th- th- this helps and, th- and th- 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 this can work for you. You know, if you want to try it as an alternative, I, I think that might be one of the big reasons. Well, the, the the herbal nutritional supplement industry seem to find ways to get around that language. Um, I, I think the cannabis industry, um, it, I, I don't, you know, I just don't think that's the problem. I think we just, you know, th- those who own the stores love their THC so much. It's it's a blind blind love affair there, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're missing out on revenue. Is all I'm saying. This conversation, Doctor T, I wanted to say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah I, wanted, yeah, I wanted to say this, uh, uh, Dr. T. It was very tongue-in-cheek yesterday when we were talking shit about research. I hope you uh, hope you did catch that because uh, it was out of frustration because Rob Bonta is not allowing any more uh, collegiate research for some reason um, out of the state of California, and they have not for the last six months. So we, we were making a joke, like, who needs research anyways? We need to just move forward. So I um, just want to make sure everybody just caught that sound bite knows that we are pro-research over here. When we're, but it was uh, Doug and Cheek, and we were uh, um, speaking very, very, very um, satirically, if you will. Thanks for that clarification, Rico. But it, it's a call out to put more women procurement people in place because women are walking into your shop, but the buyers are all men. They're not buying with a woman's eye. And so the way that it's packaged, the way that it's processed, the way that it's described, the colors, all of that will speak to a woman if done properly. Uh, But unfortunately, the women-owned brands that I've talked to, most of the buyers are men, and they don't see value in putting a CBD tampon on their shelf, nor are they comfortable even like walking in with the box to talk to their coworkers about it. And so it's this is a desensitization uh, moment as well. But yeah, if you want to sell to women, you you know you need some women buyers to be able to, or at least allies that you can be trained. <laughs> Dale, are you are you saying that women are attracted to packages? We are all attracted to packages. Just we do with our sure. eyes before Just our mouth. Make sure. Just want to make sure. This is marketing one hundred and one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Uh, uh, yeah, the only the only thing I wish uh, Saman could uh, uh, join us for the story today because of uh, his product, uh, his Hello High product. Well, you know what? Right along with this conversation. Well, you know what? He's going to be over there. We're I'm, we're I'm going to we're going to see him later today when yeah. we are in Modesto over at Fino's for the launch of Profit today from three to seven p.m. And on that, we got to go to a commercial. And we're going to be right it. back. Shout out to Women's Can Awards. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And 
with the tower propelling at 2600 rpms it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date the control tower from highly educated i'm jason beck and this is smoky vanilla and if you want to feel as good as i look then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with smoky vanilla that's right baby i'm smoky vanilla with my background in kinesiology I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport, or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, Yee! yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched, and now we're going to smoke, because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Yee! You with us, Rico? You there? Yeah, just had to unmute. Sorry, you know I'm, I'm fish out of water right now. All right. But um, our next correspondent is a New England-based expert in organic and natural product chemistry, plant oil extraction analysis, and chemical modification. And today, along with the weekly weed science he drops on us every Friday, Dr. Mark Chaudon has a special guest with him too. You got in the house with you, Dr. Dr. Mark. He yeah, we got Willie Sheets from Vermont Alternative in the house. Hey guys, yeah. actually, this is his house. I got in my truck and drove up here. It's about an hour drive, but it's a beautiful, cold day here in northern Vermont. But, uh, hey, can we get, can we get an like air horn be... for that? Can we get an air horn for that, uh, uh, Adam? Just, uh, just love Extendo fam. That's high at nine, bringing people together. Let's just let's have some fun today. Oh, yeah. I think we have a high, for us, we have a high of nine degrees today. Oh, man. Oh. And a low of nine, <laughs> nine below zero, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some well, thanks, guys. Nope. Go ahead, Dr. Mark. Yeah. Well, you. You know, uh, someone's got to live where it's cold, and that's someone has to be us, right? Yeah, we're basically <laughs> in Canada. We're basically in Canada, right? Yep. Um, but not not quite. Okay, so my story today is entitled "Cannabis Improves Major Depressive Disorder Symptoms Study Finds," uh, and this is from the Leafy uh, News out of the UK, and it says that the treatment with medical cannabis is associated with reduced levels of depression in patients suffering major depressive disorder, according to study published in the journal uh, Pharmapsychiatry. Uh, the study carried out by researchers at the University of Duisburg, Essen, which is in Germany, uh, and medical cannabis medical cannabis provider algae care in germany access uh, medical cannabis use as a cohort of 59 outpatients suffering from major depressive disorder major depressive disorder or mdd is also referred to as clinical depression uh, it's a mental health condition that causes persistently low or depressed mood and loss of interest in activities that once brought joy. Uh, similar to the UK, medical cannabis can be described uh, for MDD patients in Germany 
uh, when traditional medical treatments have failed to produce results. In fact, I think the classification of this order is uh, basically treatment-resistant uh, depression, so depression that's not easily treated uh, with, with typical antidepressant drugs. Uh, for the study, all participants had tried treatment uh, with antidepressant medication, as I was saying, and were observed uh, using cannabis over 18 weeks. Data was collected at the start of the study uh, and during monthly consultations where the severity of the depression was measured on a zero to 10 point rating scale uh, and side effects were also added and assessed uh, in a checklist. Um, mean severity of depression decreased uh, from 6.9 points at the start to 3.8 at week uh, 18, the study reported. One third of the patients complained of side effects, uh, but none uh, were considered severe. Medical cannabis was well tolerated and the dropout rate was comparable to those in clinical trials of antidepressant, antidepressant medication, the study concluded. Patients were reported clinically significant reduction of depression severity. Reported side effects included dry eyes, dry mouth, and increased appetite. Two patients reported trouble concentrating, fatigue, or disorientation, while one patient reported nausea, headaches, uh, changes in taste, a scratchy throat, lethargy, and restlessness. These results are all extremely promising and encouraging as they expand the evidence for the continued use of medical cannabis in the treatment of psychiatric illness in Germany. Dr. Julian Wickman, a founder of and CEO of Algae Care, people who provided the cannabis, and also co-founder of the Bloomwell Group, Algae's, uh, Algae Care's parent company. In addition, the study says, uh, I'm sorry, in addition, the study lays the foundation for future research projects on the effects of cannabis therapy in the treatment of mental health conditions and illnesses. Past studies have also shown uh, promising evidence that cannabis can help with the system, uh, with the symptoms of depression. A 2023 study uh, published in Neurotherapeutics involved 129 patients in the UK Medical Cannabis Registry patient database who were diagnosed with the depression. The results showed that the medical cannabis uh, use was associated with improvements in depression and anxiety symptoms, as well as age-related quality of life and sleep quality over a one, three, and six months of treatment. In 2021, an observational study of 368 patients were also uh, using cannabis and 170 additional participants who did not use cannabis in a control group found that those already taking cannabis reported lower levels of depression. When a small number of participants from the group took a follow-up uh, or, or took up cannabis in a follow-up, research reported that uh, instances of anxieties dropped. Uh, so that's the article. You know, this has uh, been uh, now proven in these clinical studies with humans that basically 
cannabis use helps lower the severity of depression. And when antidepressant drugs don't work, cannabis can be basically used to drop what was a score of 6.9 on a scale from one uh, from zero to 10 down to three. I mean, that's pretty significant. That's a pretty, you know, statistically significant drop in, uh, in the severity of these episodes. So we all know that cannabis makes people happy. And certainly I guess that uh, which sometimes people refer to as the bliss or the high or the side effect is actually what's working here to alleviate the severity of these uh, symptoms of depression. So that's my story today from the state, great state of Vermont in Willie's shop right here in Albert, Vermont. So if you're ever in the beautiful state of Vermont and you wanna come up and get some high quality cannabis, I'm CR guy, Willie. He's usually in the chat, yes. but today he's with me right next to me. Yeah, shout out to Vermont That's Alternatives. News. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Vermont Alternatives, Show Willie, in the building. Yes. Yeah, this is great news. This is this, this this man. We're just having like a, a lot of like good news today going on. What a way to I first added a story about my favorite subject, Delta 8 and hemp, and them kicking the can down the road. But I didn't want to have such a depressing story to read when I was sitting here with Willie. So I changed my story today yeah. to talk about this use of to treat depression, and that should make everyone happy. And we all know that when people leave Willie's store, they're all happy because they just bought some high quality nugs. Yeah, we, oh, we don't, yeah. there's no Delta 8. Yeah, no, no Delta, Delta 8, 8 on the here. shelf. Yes. Oh, That's Dr. Mark, it makes me wonder with what we were just talking about with, with Dr. Talleyrand's story about the limbic system and that your endocannabinoid mm -hmm. system is not producing a sufficient amount of this end endogenous cannabinoid. And so you supplement with a phytocannabinoid and then you feel better. The whole will to live, depression, I don't know. This is where my head goes. Yeah, well, I think that's all part of homeostasis. I think that, you know, the well feeling that you get, um, whether you're consuming CBD or, or THC, helps balance your body. And I think part of that de-stressing, part of the, you know, delivering, you know, when people feel the effects of cannabis, that's all healthy. That's all medical. That's decreasing the uh, stress in your brain, in your body. And I'm sure Dr. Talleyrand sees this in a number of his patients that, you know, people use cannabis because it makes them feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that is a medical use of cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's cannabinoid deficiency syndrome might be underlying a lot of our issues today. Mm -hmm. You want to touch on that? That's, Dr. A good, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I, I, you know, in reading this study, I'm sort of searching for the next step. This is great news, uh, but the next step is what did they use? You know, was it uh, type one, type two, or type three cannabis? Um, yeah, Jean. Know. So there, there's a link. There's a link to the to the paper. Uh, maybe we could put it in the chat, Jason. I think I also put it in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so the, the, there, the study is the study. Uh, you did put the link in, uh, Adam. Adam, do we include the study, the separate study, in the article? Yeah. So you can go directly onto our website at www.hyatt9news.com, and you can find uh, that study. It should. It was a separate link that he had put in Discord that was the actual link to the actual study. So uh, Adam is going to go yeah, and so make sure that that is attached. And so uh, 
uh, that should be done in about the next 10 minutes. And just so just so that way, anyone that's watching this, they can go ahead and read that whole entire study directly on our website. So, John, my, my read of the paper quickly, my, my read of the paper quickly is that they were they, they were just looking at people who were using cannabis. I assume because it's in Germany, they're just smoking it. Um, they don't really say uh, they're so they're just looking at the, the uh, subpopulation within their group of cannabis users, comparing it to the non-cannabis users. So I would take it that those people are probably all smoking, but they could be using edibles. They're probably rolling spliffs if they're in Germany. If they're in Germany, yeah, they could yeah. be smoking once, right? Yes. Which uh, they, I think some German companies. Uh, uh, have a broader range you know when you go into a dispensary in california at least and you know 99 out of 100 of the flowers that they're selling to you are type one high thc low cbd but you go to germany and i think there's a, a more even distribution there's more type twos and type threes in there so they might be using more cbd which might be why it's been beneficial either way you know the uh you know cannabis use is basically what they say in this abstract um and how often are they using it so they could be using any type it looks like all types seem to work mm -hmm. and uh and just as a matter of fact that that is now on our website that whole study so you can go ahead and check it out there at www.highnine.news.com and uh we got to go to a commercial we are going to be right back Get ready for the 20-year anniversary celebration of the Emerald Cup. The Emerald Cup will be held at the Henry J. Kaiser Center for the Arts in downtown Oakland, May 4th and 5th. Get your tickets now for best pricing. Cannabis categories include flour, pre-roll, solventless concentrates, solvent concentrates, cartridges, edibles, topicals, tinctures, and alternative cannabinoids. So enter early for your chance to be a winner at the 20-year anniversary Emerald Cup competition. Oh, yes, she is the chancellor of Oaksterdam University. She's a mom, and man, does she a feisty with opinions. That's right, it is none other than our very own Keeping Up with the Joneses, Miss Dale Sky Jones. Thank you, kind she sir. With those opinions. Yeah, I'm with it. I love it so many opinions yeah yes. uh, but i try to keep them informed or i keep my mouth shut because it is better to appear an idiot than open it and remove all doubt Facts. per mark twain all right i am also taking us to germany we're like we're kismet today uh this particular story dario sabagi uh just written uh, out of berlin Interior ministers of the federal states and their staff attend the Conference of Interior Ministers about the bill to legalize adult-use cannabis for personal use in Germany, which is facing criticism from part of the coalition government, who Oaksterdam hosted in the city of Oakland just a couple of years ago. Uh, while Germany may become the third European country to legalize cannabis for personal use this year after revising the initial plan that included the establishment of a legal market, interior ministers of the federal states have objected to the bill due to concerns about the potential burden it may place on law enforcement. 
Deep breath, folks. The Conference of Federal State Interior Ministers in June of last year concluded that they don't endorse several aspects of the Cannabis Act, known as CANG, arguing that the legalization may not alleviate criminal prosecution practices. Furthermore, a joint resolution highlighted several negative effects on the efforts against organized crime, the protection of children and young people, as well as health protection, as documented in a report by the Federal Criminal Police Office. And that was made public only in the last few days from the BKA. I'm not going to try to pronounce that German word. Too many consonants. The report highlights several shortcomings in relations related to the technical implementation of the law, criticizes the German government's proposal for the controlled distribution of adult-use cannabis, with the interior ministers of the federal states expressing concerns about the inadequacy of several key points. They argue that the government's proposal insufficiently outlines the expected impacts and consequences of cannabis legalization for law enforcement, regulatory authorities, and public safety. The criticism focuses on potential burdens on law enforcement, highlighting challenges such as unclear regulations, unaddressed legal issues, and the likelihood of increased costs and tasks for policing and regulatory agencies. Additionally, the report stresses the need for further clarification and coordination at the state level to address uncertainties and potential challenges posed by the proposed legislation. Overall, it can be stated that the law enforcement and regulatory authorities of the federal states will be faced with additional tasks and expenses in the form of personnel and material costs, which cannot be quantified in detail at the present time. The report reads as translated into English. English. Now, in addition to the concerns raised by the interior ministers of the federal states, there's also some concerns coming from the minister of the interior. Um, and, and this one particular lawmaker attempted multiple times to address safety concerns by proposing stringent controls on cultivation, uh, the associations for cultivation, enforcing consumption bans, because bans are working so well. Uh, the so-called Traffic Light Coalition uh, also pledged to alleviate the burden on police and authorities if consumers were not prosecuted, thus lessening the workload for law enforcement. In fact, the coalition government uh, estimates an annual reduction, almost $8 million, uh, 8.5 uh, actually in uh, U.S., in the burden on law enforcement authorities due to the legal permission to possess cannabis without punishment, citing a decrease in workload for police, because you're not just guilty for having it, uh, regulatory authorities and public prosecutors' offices would no longer have to deal with it either. However, the interior ministers of the federal states question the reliability of this calculation. Uh, so while the SPD seems to be facing internal criticism over the legalization plans uh, and the Greens and the FTP are exerting pressure for finalization of the process. So uh, in early December, they had reached an agreement on details and the, they are signaling now uh, that the cannabis legalization law is set to be passed in the Bundestag, but the vote on the law fell off the agenda again in the same month. So, several news media outlets reported last year legalization, legalization of cannabis possession and cultivation would take effect on April 1st. Uh, that is the end of this particular news story, but I would love if we had time to talk about the Germans. This is Dale Sky Jones straight out of Oaksterdam reporting today for High at Nine News. Of course it's the cops that object, Dale. Shocker. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked at this. I I, I find their 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 reasoning quite quite humorous though. 
that, that that's that sure. the cost will go up when they have less to do mm -hmm. it's um like the yeah cannabis is being bought and sold and consumed and i also find it um unbelievable that they're saying that it would affect organized crime in a way that you know organized crime is this is just an also and with everything else that that they're doing um we hosted the german federal health well, commission the equivalent of the german czar drugs are um as well as all of the parties we had six mm -hmm. of the um the parties we uh, called up the city of oakland and hosted them downtown and spent several hours just talking about all of these like implementation issues and selective enforcement and let's approach it as a whole plant that we shouldn't also make um you know, let's upcycle uh, the the waste instead of you know turning it into trash into a landfill. That that that's actually there are benefits to um, how they approach it. And I, I challenged Germany specifically while they were here that like you know you, you think these th things through, you calculate, you do it better. And if Germany can get it right, it's going to affect all of Europe. They are the leader in so many different ways. So. I, we really need to do our best to help them get this right. Mm -hmm. They are they are the largest uh, country in the EU, that's for sure, and they are the dominant economy out there above all of them. Yep. Like no one else hub. even comes close. They're, they're going to be the hub. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, all the other countries are going to take their cue off exactly, of what Germany does. Exactly. Yeah. Germany's the yeah. big dog out there. They're just going to follow along whatever Germany does. Very, very, very true. Well, good luck, Germany. We hope you. Yeah. And I didn't even get hot. Look, we're good. I'm cool. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dale. I, I have something that may that may get you hot. This is a real super super quickie. Uh oh. All right. Bring yeah, it. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. You guys thought I was gonna leave you guys leave you guys on like all happiness and stuff, huh? Yeah. Guess what? It's Friday. Not a chance. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, because cannabis MSO truly the fucked up Friday. What no, stop it. Stop it, bro. Stop it. You might like this story, Rico. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Cannabis MSO True Leave appeals and Alabama's license restraining order, you guys. That's right. Alabama's yet to launch medical marijuana program is embroiled in yet another legal challenge at this time from the Florida based multi state operator True Leave Cannabis. True Leave filed a notice of appeal with the state's Court of Appeals over a judge's decision to halt the market's MMJ licensing process until another, uh, another lawsuit has been heard. Heard, according to Alabama political reporter Montgomery uh, County Circuit Court Judge James Anderson issued a temporary restraining order against the licensing process back on December 28th. And we actually covered that here on High and Nine News. And True Leave is seeking to have that decision overturned. The company also wants to see disagreements over uh, over our concerns with the licensing process to be dealt with by the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission, the AMCC, rather than the courts. I wonder if that's because they have someone inside of that office. Hmm. But nonetheless, Alabama political reporter noted that Anderson said in his decision that the AMCC's processes aren't adequate and state regulators have made three attempts to issue licenses since Alabama's lawmakers passed medical cannabis legislation in 2021. You guys, true leave back in the news. What do you have to say about this? Come on, man. I truly paid their taxes yet. Oh, yeah. Look at that. The doctor coming in as the IRS auditor. That's curious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to bet the answer is no to that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, see? I just, come on, Alabama. Like, you can do it. Oh, man. Although, but, 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 don't you guys think that it's funny that they don't want this to be handled in the courts, that they want it to be handled by the by the, by the the agency? Doesn't that just smell like they have someone in the agency? It says people who are getting their pockets stuffed with money made from Delta 8 sales. It's mm. big Delta 8 country down there. They don't want to upset right. their Apple cart. Right. They're making a lot of money right now in the billions, and they don't want to fuck with. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they'll just keep kicking the can down the road. Keep Delta 8 country, well, that's out. I'm, yeah. I'm going to add on to that, too, because the, the drug testing and drug treatment uh, is strong in Florida. The the former, the current senator, former governor, he and his wife between them own almost all of the treatment facilities in the state. So they want to make sure that they keep regular good old-fashioned adult use uh, as illegal as possible so that we can keep catching people who are just detrimentally addicted to the drug and let's put them in treatment and make the insurance company pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm down the population. Other heads out of the beds that actually need the treatment. I'll add on. Sorry to interrupt myself. <laughs> I was just saying, dumb down the population on fast food and keep the Delta Eight flowing. Mm. Hey, man, that, that that trick is working. That trick is working, Doctor Mark. If it is, I tell you that much. There's so many good folks working so hard in Alabama trying to get this right. It it is. It's just. It's frustrating that. I mean, not I'm not even thinking about generally. Lawsuits are part I of the guess, business plan, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the gas station owners, the convenience yep. stores, and the Delta 8 people love it just the way it is. It's perfect for them. Yeah, they don't have to pay all the the, the fees. They don't have to go through, go through any of the hoops, but it's uh, easier to sell and, and I dare say cheaper. Deep pockets in that Delta 8. For business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ain't, ain't, ain't no trap like the Dirty South trap. Tell you that much. But thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High Dine News. It's always great for Feel Good Fridays. We have such educational experts on with us, and um, it's always good to have them check me and Jason because all we do is talk shit those other four days. Stop. But um, you can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans, show them love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen. <laughs> to our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developer with cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspectives and your respected opinions to the table. Our production team, cloud media partners, all the sponsors keeping their lights on and AV struggles to a minimum. And of course, Adam Backberry. And his hair is just uh, so naturally uh, feathered today. It's like he uh, rode to work with uh, his head out the window. <laughs> yeah, good Friday. As always. Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the Hyatt 9 News team reads these headlines every single day, thank you too. It has been Friday, January 19, 2024. The show's over. We've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. If you're out in Fresno or if you can get out to Fresno, uh, assuming not the Fresno, Modesto. Modesto, today, Modesto. Make sure you guys stop by 3 p.m. Pacific to 7 p.m. Pacific. Show love. It is uh, Luke Scarmazzo, our very own. Uh, in-house outlaw expert, Luke Darmazzo. He's going to be out there. His brothers are opening up their shop out there, but also he's going to be signing books live. And you know that uh, Carmen Sacramento is going to be out there too, Mandy Tingler. Jason, you going to be out there? Who else is going to be there? I'm going to be out there. You know what I mean? You're going to be out there. And we're going to see everybody else out Simon. there that can make it. Yeah, Simon will be out there. Yeah. be a bunch of people out there. Come show people. some love, y'all. Put all, them in the air with us. All the uh, people. My name is Rico. Let me the dope that on the street. Uh, Jason, who's going to take it out today? You're going to divvy it out today, man. Oh, I get to divvy it out today? 
Stop it. Yeah, because you got dunked on on show today, dude. So I, I did not get dunked on. I did not get dunked on, not once. Failed oh, to Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You know what? We're going to give it to Willie. We got Willie, Willie Sheets from Vermont Alternatives joining yeah. us today. Always constantly hey, in Sheets. the chat. Willie, Willie, what do you got to say to take us out? You got the good people for the weekend. Uh, don't smoke mids. And if you're in Vermont, buy your weed from me. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.